Happy almost 4th of July weekend. If you're listening to this episode the day it airs, hopefully you're getting ready to have a nice long holiday weekend spending time with your family and friends. Today we're going to talk about some small steps you can take to reduce your toxin intake this holiday weekend. I know holidays are usually when all your well-meaning, clean eating, and health routines go out the window. That necessarily isn't completely bad. It's all about having a balance. However, here are some things that you can do to keep your family safe this weekend and have a low-tox holiday. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey lady, welcome to the Learn to Live Low-Tox podcast. I'm your host, Mary Kleinhands. Are you eating healthy but still not sure you're actually eating clean? Do you want to switch out products you know are probably toxic but you don't know where to start? Are you overwhelmed with the conflicting information out there on what is actually good for you? I completely understand. I also know what a big difference small changes towards living low-tox, eating clean, and holistic health can make. On this podcast, we're going to walk this low-tox living journey together. So if you're ready to start making simple swaps, grab that iced coffee or matcha latte and let's dive in. Thank you again so much for joining me for another episode of Learn to Live Low Tox. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. It means so much to me and I'd greatly appreciate it. Leaving a rating and review not only allows me to know that you're enjoying this podcast and that you're learning something, but it also helps others just like you find this show. If you find this show helpful, I know someone else will too. Okay, friend, let's talk about 4th of July. Last night when I was in the store, I noticed all the 4th of July decorations and foods out on display. One of the things I did notice, however, was watermelon was on sale. If you've listened to last week's episode, you know how great watermelon is for your hydration. If you haven't listened to it yet, highly recommend listening to that episode next. Anyways, I love watermelon, so of course I had to buy a couple since they were on sale. And as I was cutting it up last night when I got home, it inspired me for this episode. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, holidays are often a time when your healthy eating habits can go out the window. The great thing about the 4th of July though is that it's in the middle of summer and usually that means you end up eating more fruit. Besides watermelon, it's usually common to eat strawberries or blueberries or other melons. So of course, it is also typically, in my experience at least, paired with ice cream or other desserts. That's fine. I want you to enjoy your holiday. This is not an episode to make you feel bad about eating your favorite foods or make you feel guilty for not eating perfectly clean. Part of living a healthy lifestyle is not stressing yourself out and always having a balance. I know some health coaches might disagree with me on this and tell you things that you shouldn't eat and make you feel guilty for eating the things you shouldn't. While I would agree and tell you that there are clean options for almost anything you want to eat, I'm not going to sit here and berate you if you don't, especially if you're spending time with your friends and family and not in full control of what food you have available. Let's talk about what you can do. First thing is to wash your fruits and vegetables with a good quality veggie wash. Unless you're growing your own fruits and vegetables, your produce is most likely covered in pesticides and herbicides, not to mention anything else that gets on it in transport and people touching it in the store. Yes, that includes organic. 
I do believe getting organic can be a really good option, but the entire organic versus non-organic conversation is for another day. Unfortunately, pesticides and herbicides do not wash off with just water. In fact, they typically make the produce water resistant. Sadly, these chemicals are linked to many, many health issues. A lot of them are carcinogenic, neurotoxins, endocrine disruptors, and can mess up your stomach's microbiome. In case you're unfamiliar with what that means, that means they can cause cancer, neurological disorders, disrupt your hormones, and affect your gut health. Honestly, these chemicals shouldn't even be anywhere near your food, but again, the agricultural system is another topic within itself. (laughs) So, how do you get away from these chemicals? Number one thing you can do is find locally sourced food from a farmer you trust or grow your own food, but that's not always practical for everybody, so a really good option I highly suggest is finding a really good veggie wash. I recommend using a wash that has clean ingredients and actually pulls the pesticides off the produce. I'm currently using a product called Renovera, I think it's called... (laughs) I think it's Renovera cooking wash. Since using it, (laughs) I've definitely noticed a difference in my produce. Usually the water changes color or gets a film on it from the chemicals being removed. Another good one that I know a lot of people love is Thieves Fruit and Veggie Wash. Now you might be thinking you don't need to wash fruits and vegetables that you're either going to peel and have a rind or something along those lines because you're not eating the outside of it. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but you actually need to wash those too. For example, when it came to picking out my watermelon yesterday, my hands got extremely dirty when I was trying to pull the melon I picked out from the bin. And when I got home, you could tell there was still dirt and other things on the rind. Now, if I were to cut into that watermelon without washing it, that dirt and grime and whatever chemicals or anything that was on the outside would then get pushed to the inside that I'm going to eat. So last night I took my watermelon and I put it in the sink and I filled it with water and I put my veggie wash that I told you about in there and I was able to wash off the watermelon and dry it off really well before cutting into it. Again, you're going to want to do this for basically all of your produce. Even if it's in a package or even if it has a peel, You definitely want to at least, at the very, very least, rinse it off. But I highly suggest using the veggie wash even if you're going to peel it because you don't want those pesticides and chemicals getting into the part of the vegetable you are going to eat. The veggie wash I use can be found on Amazon.com and you can get it probably before you leave for your trip this weekend or wherever you're going. You can also find the Thieves Fruit and Veggie Wash on Amazon too if that's the one you would like to go with. Both options should have prime shipping available so you can get it within probably two days. Now the next Next thing you can do is eat clean when possible. Oftentimes when celebrating a holiday, you don't have full control of the food. Usually you're getting together with friends and family and that can mean a potluck or you simply aren't the one doing the majority of the cooking. Again, that's okay. Just do the best you can. However, if you are contributing to the food, you can make sure your contributions are clean and healthy. I know oftentimes for 4th of July, that means you're cooking out having hamburgers or hot dogs or something along those lines. 
So one of the easy swaps you can make or bring with you is clean condiments. A lot of condiments like ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, or salad dressings are filled with really bad ingredients. Since they aren't the main part of the meal, they can easily go overlooked as a source of unhealthy food. The great thing is you're learning to read labels and pay attention to the details. Here are some ingredients often hidden in condiments that you want to look out for. Sugar, seed oils, natural or artificial flavors, preservatives, high fructose corn syrup, if I can say that correctly, (laughs) food coloring, and many more. If you see any of these ingredients listed, look for another option. Of course, I also recommend looking for organic options when possible. If you're wanting more information, I went into depth on some of these ingredients in episode two if you'd like to check that out. Here are some clean options I personally use and recommend. For ketchup, Primal Kitchen has a really good clean option that has no sugar. Mayonnaise, my personal favorite, is Chosen Food Classic Mayo. Primal Kitchen does also have a good mayonnaise, but I personally prefer the taste of Chosen Foods over Primal Kitchen. For mustard, that one is a little easier, and you can usually find a decent option at your local grocery store. I think the last time I bought it, I got it from Trader Joe's. The main thing is to look out for no food coloring or natural flavors. When it comes to dressings, those can be a lot trickier. A lot of dressings have really bad ingredients and you have to be careful which ones you get. I personally recommend dressings by Primal Kitchen, Chosen Foods, and Testimaze Organic also has some clean options. Just make sure you're actually reading the labels and you don't get sidetracked by the front of the packaging. Better yet, you could actually make your own dressing like I do. The only dressing I personally buy is ranch dressing or occasionally Greek dressing if I'm traveling and I'm not able to make my own. I love making my own dressings and I'll probably go into that in another episode with some recipes for you. So definitely make sure and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about today to look out for this holiday weekend is not a fun one, and it's not related to food, so just hear me out, but pay attention to the air quality in your area. This one is a little sad, especially if you're planning on going to the beach or camping or to a cottage or doing a lot of outdoor activities this weekend. Unfortunately, the air quality in a lot of places has been dangerously high. I'm in Michigan and it's been at or close to or over 200 the last couple of days. The reason you want to be aware of the air quality is because it can cause serious health problems whether you realize it in the moment or not. If you're somewhere like I am, you can literally see and smell the smoke in the air. The other problem is this isn't normal smoke, which is bad to begin with, but it also contains chemicals from the burning buildings or whatever it is that's happening. You can just tell from the smell alone this is not a normal fire. Not to mention the polluted smoke combined with the sun and the heat can create a chemical reaction releasing formaldehyde. Not only that, but the particles are so small they can cross the blood-brain barrier when inhaled. This means the toxins are going directly into your blood and your brain. Definitely not something anybody wants. Yesterday when I was outside for just a little bit walking to my car and back, I started to get a headache. Today when I had to let out a dog, I also started getting a headache. 
My mom has been coughed, and both of us have had our eyes irritated from whatever is in the air. This is not normal, and we don't know what the long-term health problems could be from breathing in air like this. Breathing clean air is extremely important for your overall health, not just when you know the air quality outside is bad. We'll probably do another episode on air quality, like indoor and outdoor, in another episode where we can go more in-depth. Unfortunately, this means when the air quality is particularly bad, it's best to limit the amount of time you're spending outside. This might mean not going to the beach for as long as you planned or going at all, and at least limiting your outdoor activities that you would normally do. Another thing you can do to make sure you have good air quality is to have a really good air purifier. Granted, if you don't have one already, this might not be super helpful for this weekend in particular, but it is something I recommend getting regardless. We'll get more into this in another episode, but I will say right now, Air Doctor is having a sale until June 30th if you're looking for a good one. Even if you can't avoid the toxic air completely, you can do your best to remove any toxins you might have taken in. This includes drinking a lot of water or nutrient-dense fluids to flush out the toxins, which if you haven't listened to episode 6 yet, you'll want to check that out. It could also mean upping your fulvic acid taking TRS or other detox remedies like herbal teas, anything you can to help your body eliminate any toxins you're taking in. Now, some of those things I've listed, we haven't really gone into yet, so if you're unfamiliar, you can always email me at hello at learn to live low tox for more information. I will also be doing another episode solely on fulvic acid and TRS where we go in-depth on what they are and how they help you and how to get them. Friend, I hope you found this episode helpful. I want you to enjoy your long weekend and stay healthy. To recap, here are some simple swaps and steps you can take to have a low-tox holiday weekend. Number one, wash your produce in a good quality fruit and veggie wash. Number two, simple swap recommendation for your condiments. And number three is pay attention to the air quality wherever you're at. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on your holiday weekend. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July and have so much fun with your family and friends. I will meet you back here next Thursday. See you then. Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope you learned something you can implement to take one step closer to living low-tox. If you did, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave this podcast a rating and review. By doing so, you are helping other women like you find this podcast. Meet you back here for another episode soon. Until then, remember, one step at a time is all it takes.